As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The culture is the culture. It's four to six A to B, competitive excellence, and the brotherhood. The plan to win uh, has never changed. So the culture here and the plan to win is always going to be here at Ohio State. Welcome back to Four to Six Landing, your high state podcast brought to you by The Athletic. This is Bill Landish, joined by Ari Wasserman. And Ari, today we are drafting. Your favorite thing to do in the entire world is draft. Uh, that's, that, that's, your, that's your bag. I'm, I'm, I hope that we can do, keep this to an hour or so. I don't know how we're going to be able to do that. I love draft everything. Like draft beer, like draft yeah. cherry coke, like the draft fantasy team. What about the military draft? Like the draft Ohio State Buckeyes. No, we can, okay. we, we can pass it. Um, all right, so I'm yeah. going to create a spreadsheet. Why don't you explain to the people what we're doing today? Yeah, so the Ohio State Spring Game is on Saturday at noon. Um, we are going to draft two teams. Each of us is going to draft a team from the players on the current roster, like who are who are here now. So the handful of guys who aren't here yet, we're not including them. But those are all true freshmen anyway. I don't know if we actually would end up picking any of them. Yeah, maybe we would. Maybe a defensive lineman or so. But anyway, those guys are not part of the player pool. It's everyone who was on the roster for this spring ball. Um, and in theory, if they were, if everyone was healthy, would be playing in, in the spring game on Saturday. So we're going to pretend like everyone's healthy. Uh, we're going to draft quarterbacks, which I wasn't certain of, but Ari said we should do it. So we're going to draft quarterbacks. We're going to draft from the pool of everyone on the roster, pretend everyone's healthy. And the goal is to build just what we think is the best team um, out of the guys who are available. And... We'll have a little bit of wiggle room with positions like 
if you want to put a guard at tackle or if you want to put an end at defensive tackle or if you want to put like a corner at nickel or something, I guess you could do that if we find ourselves in that situation. But we want to try to keep it within the realm of possibility too. But the end goal is to pick the best team, to build the best team possible. And then uh, we'll, of course, our, I'll think I'll have the best and I'll think he'll have the best. And we'll let you guys decide who you think has the best as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very interesting because when I've been in a lot of drafts with Landis and he just drafts a bunch of people that have a ton of potential and have trade value down the line and doesn't try to assemble a good team. So I'm very curious to like see how you draft when you're actually trying to get a good team. It'll be it'll be a nice break from the usual. Yeah, in our in our in our dynasty league, my team is terrible, but it might be good in like five years. In five years, he's going to have more assets than the than the you know U.S. Treasury Department. So like I like let's just. Uh, you know the long game here, but we're we're drafting for um, immediate, um, immediate results. So I guess we'll start. And quarterbacks are on the board. We thought yeah. about not doing quarterbacks, but I think that it's a very interesting dynamic of, um, you know, how you approach the quarterback position. And like, if C.J. Stroud is just your number one pick, then he's just your number one pick. But they've got two very good young quarterbacks that you could build around. That I think you can make the case could. I think it's an interesting discussion. So how are we going to decide? Are we going to do Snake or are we going to do? No, we'll just go back and forth. just the two of us. We'll just go back and forth. I think okay. that makes the most and sense. And who's here. get the first pick? I'll, I'll give you the first pick, but let me let me lay one more ground rule, I guess, before that. We're going to do 11 personnel, three receivers, one tight end, um, and then we'll do four. But you don't think they should ever play with a tight end. That's right. We can do no tight end, uh, but we'll do a tight end. Three, one quarterback, one running back, three receivers, one tight end, five offensive linemen. We'll do a four-two-five defense since that's the defense that Ohio State plays. Um, so four down linemen, two linebackers, five defensive backs, and that's it. So Ari, you get the first pick. Jackson Smith, the Jigba. Uh, <laughs> great, 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 great. great, great <laughs> what great, did you think great. I was going to do? I was hoping you were going to pick the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how many receivers? Three. Okay. And I'm going to write these down. I'm going to have a, a notepad here next to me uh, each time. The thing, the thing that is interesting with this is like trying to figure out how big the gap is right at certain spots. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Ohio State has really good receivers, but now it's like, do you feel? I just thought that I would one? take the best player on the team first. I know it's, I know it's a weird dynamic, but. Best player available uh, is, is a bold strategy, but I think uh, I think that's the right where to go. I I am also in agreement that I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is the best player on the team. Now, the guy who I think is the second best player on the team, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I should pick him. <laughs> right, yeah, right I don't because, know. I mean, like I don't know what your strategy sh- is because of uh, the strategy that is involved with this. This is I, I put you on skates already, bud. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm sure. I thought sure. for sure you were going to take Stroud first when you, if you got the first pick. So either I way, would. I wasn't worried about it. I thought I was going to get my guy, but like no, I would have. I mean, I think Jackson. that the under like, like we're going to try. This is just going to be a draft. Let's actually have a discussion about it, though. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to create a team out of Ohio State football players, what player would you build your team around? if that was the draft pool, like would you pick CJ Stroud to build your team around or would you pick Jackson Smith, the Jigba to build your team around for one season? I'd start with Jackson. Okay. So I made the right, the right move then. Mm. But I, okay. I'm not going to get, I'm just going to pick CJ. I'm not going to get cute. I'm picking CJ. Okay. So like now that has alleviated the pressure of me. Now I don't have to take a quarterback to my last pick. You can take a quarterback with your last pick and take your pick of Kyle McCord or Devin Brown. Which is hilarious. It's like, and that's to yeah. me the reason. Like, it's like, okay, dude, have fun. <laughs> like, okay, you have CJ Stroud, so that that's great. Um, 
And I, I don't know, like, I'm going to try not to be, like, a sucker for just offense, but, like... <laughs> you do have the field of defense. Don't forget that, yeah. Okay, I do have the field of defense, but I'm going to take Trey Henderson because I think the gap between him and the other running backs is huge. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I'm having a hard time envisioning how I come out on top here if you have Jackson Smith and Digba and Trevion Henderson. Yeah, plus I'm trying to play the the sexy card. Like, when you if you ever list these teams out and you, you publish them, like, people are going to look at my team. I'm not going to tell you my strategy, but I think people are going to look at my team and go, ah, that's sexy. The hard part of it, too, will be, like, there are a handful of established guys that, that people are really going to get behind. And I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot of guys with upside, too, and it's a matter of preference. It's like, what do I think of a certain player? What do you think of a certain player? What do people who are listening think of a certain player? Um, but in terms of, the, like, the guys that we know who are dudes, I don't know. There's probably, like six or seven of them and you've got two of them so far well i'm gonna tell you the truth here bill i wouldn't take i wasn't if you would have not taken cj stroud you would have gotten him in the seventh round like i was just going to concede that to you uh with the with the plan of taking uh a five-star quarterback with my last pick so yeah the fact that that you did that like was a layup for me to get the two best offensive non-quarterback position players on the team it is but i did it because i think the gap between cj stroud and the rest and the other two guys is pretty big. yeah which i think is fair yeah like yeah but i think that like if you put Later on in the draft, if you put the quarterback that I select with the offense that I have around him, mm-hmm. he would be just as likely to succeed than when C.J. Stroud is going to be handing it off to to Mayan Williams. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's, I think it's a, a fair way to put it. But if I think the guy is the best quarterback in college football, um, yeah, I get it. I think I think I, I knew you. Were, I knew you were going to draft them. I knew you wouldn't yeah. be able to. Yeah. <laughs> there's no temptation there. But quarterbacks are sexy. They're they're sexy in cards. Uh, they're sexy in podcast discussion, and they're they're sexy in articles. So you know, I understand your your thought process there. I have no idea what to do next. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Paris Johnson. That's a nice pick because that's who my next pick was going to be. Okay, great, 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 great. Yep, great, 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 not, great, great. Not a. No, no body of work to speak of at left tackle. Um, but he was pretty good as a guard last year, I thought. Um, the fact that he was even willing to do it says something to me about him. And I just think he's going to be an excellent left tackle this year, I think. And for me, the question is, is he going to be so excellent that he's one and done? And I think that's on the table. I actually think yeah. people might be like operating under that that assumption. I'm not there quite yet because I think it's hard to go pro after you with, uh, on the offensive line with only one year of tape at the position you're going to play in the NFL. Um I mean, unless you rock shit, which is definitely on the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think he could. And, like, he wouldn't be – I think Evan Neal maybe only played left tackle for one year at Alabama. I think he played, like, guard and then right tackle, then left tackle. So if Paris Johnson only has one year at left tackle and then goes to the NFL, it's not unheard of. But um, he only has one year as a starter and and no years as a starter yet at his natural position. So we'll see on that. But regardless, I think he's really good. Um, And I think he'll probably end up being – Best offensive lineman, maybe the second best offensive lineman, but I'm I'm pretty happy with this pick. Yeah, and I'm not shocked that you got the best offensive lineman on the team. So that's you right. know that's this is all well. Very and much and tackle tackle is uh, thin. There's not there's not a whole lot of depth of tackle right now. Yeah, um, that's correct. Um, I'm going to take JT Tuimaloau with my next pick God. because I don't want to. Uh, well, I mean, like the dudes are limited. The pro- the proven dudes on defense are limited, and I think with the two skill position players that I took on offense, I can build around that. And I wanted to take the only the only certifiable dude 
or one of a few certifiable dudes on the team that happen to be on the defensive side of the ball, and I think he's versatile enough to make my defensive line work, whether I need him inside or outside later in the draft. Yeah, I love JT. I think he's going to have a monster year. Um, I wanted to pick him where I picked Paris, and now I'm really mad that I didn't. Yeah. Well, here's the good news if it makes you feel better. If you would have taken JT, I would have taken Paris, and you would have lost offense. Yeah. So like, I think that, I think that, I, I do think that like you have to like consider what your opponent is doing and like if you would have just taken JT to him a while then I would have just taken Paris and then you would have like checkmate at three very vital positions yeah uh, right. on the offensive side of the ball so right. you, you didn't do terribly but I also know uh, who you really like to and part of the fun of drafting is turning the knife a little bit that's right that's right all right I'm taking Jack Sawyer okay. I think I almost feel like I need to because it's another it's another position where I don't feel like there's a tremendous amount of depth or or at least uh, a long list of guys that you think could become like actual game changers. I think these are yeah. the two. Okay, those are the two. And my next pick is Denzel Burke because that's the last one on defense. I don't agree with that, but that's a good pick. I think that's the right pick. But I, think I mean, honestly, what's the number one weakness? Like, what position group on Ohio State's football team do you think has the most question marks? Would you say defensive line, or would you say because it's unproven? Or, like, I mean, to me, I think it's undoubtedly defensive back. I think it's linebacker. And I think, okay. But also, at the linebacker position, I don't know who you take. Through. You're like, yes, I won linebacker. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, we're going to go get take, take take steel chambers in the fifth round and like think you won that position. Then go ahead. Like, right. like I took the best defensive back that has star potential and maybe the only one on the roster right now um, that you could make the case for at a lockdown cornerback position who um, I also think makes my team sexy. You do have a sexy team. I'll give you that. I think it's I think if you're trying to to. Yeah, if you're trying to get all the established guys, this that was the right pick. I think that's I think that's right. and also like. Bull rushing defensive lineman and lockdown corner is a very good combination to start a defense that I'm probably going to ignore for the rest of the draft. <laughs> All right, so it's back to me. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay, yeah, you had to get on the board there, bud. Yeah, I certainly did. Um, yeah, and Marvin Harrison Jr. I think is going to be freaking awesome this year. I'm, so I, I I make no bones about it. I think that it's possible that he might be done after next year. I yeah. So he's a true sophomore. He has two more years left, regardless. But I think yeah. I think he's done. I think he has this year in the 2023 season, and he's out of here. I think he is because of his body type. You don't you don't see a lot of receivers here. We haven't seen a lot of receivers here who are built the way that he is. Um, so that's like what that's part of it. But he is. He has way more polish to his game, I think, than people want to give him credit for or maybe that people care to look for because they just sort of get enamored by the name um, and perhaps the size. He's very good, and I think he's going to have a huge year. Yeah, and actually, like, when you look at the receiver depth chart, he is the second most reliable option right now, which considering what Ohio State has recruited at that position over the course of the past few years, um, it's kind of remarkable that a true sophomore who really only came on in the Rose Bowl would be their second most reliable person there. Because like you would ex- you would have anticipated that Julian Fleming or somebody else would have been further along. Um, but that is a very interesting... I'm very curious to see where Julian Fleming goes in this draft because um, I don't know where we're at with him because you know my, my whole thing has always been 
if you don't flash early, then I'm worried about you. And I'm officially in that, like, not giving up on Julian Fleming being a star at Ohio State camp, but also mildly concerned about his upside. Mm-hmm. So my next pick is going to be the other tackle, Dewan Jones, because I need a tackle behind Trey Henderson. Sorry, I'm trying to catch up and... Uh... But he'll be my left tackle. So is that what we're going to do? Like, are we? you can just put him wherever you want? You can put him wherever you want, yeah. So Dewan okay. Jones... Trying to catch up here and uh, mark down the order that these guys were picked because I wasn't doing that. So that's okay. six. All right, I'm just six, filling out my depth chart seven, on here so I can send you with a complete eight, depth chart when I'm done. Nine. I have. I have. Okay, I have that. So you took uh, Dewan Jones. That was a ninth pick overall. Uh, so here is the tenth pick, which is in line with what you were just saying 40 seconds ago, taking a Mecca Ibuka. Interesting. Interesting. I think I think that there is a little bit of a drop after those top three receivers. And if you're going to have the dude, like the guy, if you're going to have Jackson, yes. I, I want to make sure I have the next two. Okay, well, I'm going to kick you in the groin now because and I'm going I, uh, I know you're, Jackson. I know you're going to take it. Yeah. It's fine. Um, you knew that? Yes. I Well, I assumed. Um, but quickly, on like I think Emeka – I like Emeka because of his versatility – like he's the he's the backup slot receiver, I guess, behind Jackson. But I also think that there's certainly a road out there that he becomes the third starter and is like the starter at Z, um, with with Marvin Harrison at X. And honestly, those distinctions don't mean much because they move guys around so much. Um, but Emeka has inside outside versatility. He's also an awesome kick returner. Not that I yeah factor that much into my decision. Um, but I think like. Jackson is very good. Marvin is very good. I think Emeka is very good. And if like four years from now, any of those three is the guy that someone looks back on and says that was the best guy in the group, I don't think I'd be surprised by any of them. So where are you with Julian Fleming then? Wait and see. Like I think I think there's definitely upside there. Because um, he doesn't suck. He doesn't suck. I think he's really explosive. Um it has actually come up big when they needed him a few times. Yeah, and everyone, listen, like everyone talks about him like in a way that really makes you feel like he's gonna he's gonna do something this year. So I'm not I'm not out on him either. But I feel like even in even in the small sample size we have of both of them, I feel like I've seen more from Igbuka so far. Because technically, you reached and, and I get at the receiver position, it's not necessarily. Um, Starter or not starter because they're rotated, but you you went into the depth chart before you took a starter. Because, like, technically speaking, a Mecca Ibukas would be a reserve, right? If I had to guess right now, Julian Fleming would start outside ahead of Ibuka. Yeah, because that's how it was last year when when yeah. Garrett Wilson didn't play, Julian played, um, and that's how it was in the Rose Bowl too. So yeah, okay. So now I'm so like I also like I'm trying to think of like how I could hurt you. You took Donovan um, Jackson, so you've already accomplished that. Well, I mean, I thought you, I thought for sure before you took Emeka Ibuka that you were going to take Donovan Jackson. So, like, you kind of gave me a gift there. And now I'm going to continue to attack no, my the pick. second. It's my pick. What? You took, I took Ibuka. You took Jackson. Oh, Jackson. Okay, your pick. My no, bad. That's my pick. But please right. finish, just finish your sentence yeah. so I can see. You know what I was going to say, right? I don't. Okay, good. Uh. Hmm. I don't know what you were going to say. Now I'm trying to think what you were going to say. I'm going to take. I'm trying to think where there's a lack of depth. Out front, maybe. I'll take Tyleek Williams. 
You love Tyleek Williams. Big Tyleek Williams guy. Big drafting reserves over starters guy, too, apparently. I don't think that's... I think, yeah, no, I, I know. Th- you got you got to project forward. I think on paper, Teron Vincent and Jerron Cage. I'm talking about paper here. Who are the people who are voting on these on these teams going to be voting on paper? No, with who they think is better. Yeah, I guess. Okay, well then, I guess my next pick is going to be uh, uh, Kayla Burton. If we're doing it that that way, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But um, yeah, no, it's a good pick. Um, it's interesting because we have to draft four defensive linemen, and like you're leaving me. Teron Vincent or Jerron Cage that I don't have to draft until the last round now. So you can take your, like, right? Or, like, can you put Cage outside? Like, how how weird are we no, getting? Cage, Cage is a, is a nose. Um, yeah, well, I have another. I have two tackles. I have one tackle spot open, and you have two tackle spots open. Right, but if you only have one left, that means I don't have to draft a tackle because I'll just let you pick which Teron Vincent or Craig Cage if I find, like, they're not that different in terms of who's going to help me win the vote. Yeah, I'm not sure I pick either of those guys. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, you're up. Okay. Uh, what I was going to say, if you listen back to the tape, is that I'm going to continue to hit you in the secondary because you haven't taken a secondary player yet, and I am very. This I don't think a... you can hit me. I, I don't. I don't think you can hit me in the secondary. I think this might be a mistake. Okay, but I'm going to do it anyway because I just feel like. I'm going to take Cam Brown because no matter what you do at corner, you're going to have a major question mark. No. Like, it's like, I don't know how you feel about Jordan Hancock. Like, if Jordan Hancock is going to be the starting cornerback by week six, then, like, I can get on board with that. But, like, right now, as we're sitting here, if I'm taking the two starting cornerbacks, it's like, now you have to come out with corners out of J.K. Johnson and Jordan Hancock, right? Yes. And, like, doing that, I think, is questionable. I don't... uh, I think... Denzel Burke is is the guy there, and I don't feel like there's a tremendous amount of difference between the next three. So I'm I'm pretty so you so I wasted my pick. Yeah, I think I'm I I would have been content with either either two of the remaining three. And honestly, I think the guy I might like there more. I like there the most, and it's both based mostly on like recruiting stuff. Is Jordan Hancock? Um, so I'm I'm happy to have those two and not have to worry about that position until the very end. Yeah, that's maybe I made a mistake, but also too, like, are we able to move like a pure corner to a safety position? I think within reason. I don't think you can just like draft a corner to try to screw me over and then say I'm going to play him at free safety. But, no, like but if, can I draft Jordan Hancock and put him at free safety? I would say no. I think okay. if you wanted to draft Jordan Hancock and put him at nickel, you could. But I don't know that I would do that. Other than to kick you in the ball. Other than yeah, other than to okay. just piss me off. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, that that is I think I think that is within the rules of, of what we're doing the spirit of what we're doing here. Okay. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily with twenty four seven US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight? Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay, so I am up with, uh, so this is the seventh round of picks. This is the 14th pick. Um, I don't know who's going to play my other offensive tackle position. Um, ooh, man. I love this. It's, it's, this is difficult. Um... Ronnie Hickman. Gotcha. I don't love that pick. That was a little bit of a panic pick. Yeah, sounded like it. I like I like Ronnie Hickman. I th- he's got the best nickname on the team. He's Rocket. He led the team in tackles last year. I like this new position for him. This this more of a free safety position that's going to l- allow him to do some more stuff than kind of just play down in the box like he was last year. I think he'll still get to do that, but he'll get to play center field a little more, maybe cover a little more, show off his range a little bit. So I think this this middle safety adjuster, whatever you want to call it, suits him quite well. Um, the top, I don't, I don't know if I feel like there's a, a huge separation at the top of the safety board. So maybe I could have gotten away with not picking him there and maybe gone somewhere else where there's a little less depth. But I like Ronnie a lot. Okay, I'm going to go with Luke Whipler. Yeah, that's. Um, I don't have a quarterback that can beat out C.J. Stroud, but I do have a running back, and I want him to have a good offensive line. And now that Harry Miller is no longer on the team, I don't know that there's another, like, were we thinking about the, the center position, and he's, like, the clear starter there now, right? He is the clear starter there. I think that's right. And I also think you forced my hand a little bit because now I think I have to take Matthew Jones because you could take him to play guard, but I need him to play center. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> so, so well, I'm go, I, it's funny you said that because he was going to be my next pick. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and take Matthew Jones. I was thinking, I was thinking to myself whether or not I could have gotten away with Whipler and Jones back to back and like really kind of handicapped you. If, but I don't know. I think once you take one, the other has to go off the board. So, yeah. Um, and and I'm putting myself in a position here too, where my offensive line is Dewan Jones, Donovan Jackson, and Whipler so far. And it's like now I think that. I can relax on that position and fill out the right side with, uh, I mean, cause Matthew Jones is, is versatile. So I think that that's a valuable pick, but just like now when you're looking at the offensive line, it's like, what are we, what are we even thinking about when you look at Josh Fryer, Jacob James, Enoch, Fumahi, and Ben Christman, it's like kind of like patty cake at that point. Just like pick who you want. They are not, I think I, I if I had to guess, and I think Ryan Day might have even said this, like the, the thing that concerns him the most, and it's, I get it's like not a super sexy thing, is offensive line depth. I think if you're really good about the five, and we have picked all five, and you have three of them and I have two of them, but once you get beyond that five, um, it becomes slim pickings a little bit. I think you're right. So, What were the odds of me taking three of the top five offensive linemen on the team? Probably pretty low. Pretty, pretty, yeah. I think you could have gotten tremendous value there if you weren't at the bet on that before this. Yeah, I mean, I also got a head start because you took the quarter. I don't know. We'll, I'm very curious to see what the quarterback with the first overall pick ends up doing for your team when it's all said and done. Um, Winning the okay, Heisman I Trophy, I think. So, like, the – I guess now 
I've got the best defensive lineman on the team already. Um, so I'm going to kind of relax on that. And I'm going to focus on secondary. And I think I'm just going to put Josh Proctor in my strong safety position and like kind of have some some experience there and somebody who I think has some upside when he's healthy um, back there as in like, I know that we're going to have to come down to like, um, you know, you took Hickman. So like, I, what am I going to, what were you going to leave me with if I didn't take him there? Like, what am I going to end up with court Williams back there? Yeah, I think you could have, I think, I think Ronnie and Proctor and court are somewhat interchangeable. Certainly Ronnie and, and Josh Proctor are. Did you think about taking Proctor when you took Hickman? If you did not take Proctor with this pick, I think I was going to take Proctor because I think they're the two best safeties, and then it okay. gets a little and then it gets a little wonky. Um, yeah, and it's like if I have to like end up with uh, like I don't know like you can have Tanner McAllister because like I'm not going to draft him just based on on uh, you know recruiting stars and stuff. Um, <laughs> and also too, it's like I don't like listen. He might you know when we're all when this season's all said and done, like Tanner McAllister might be the most important player on the defense. So, like, I'm not trying to talk shit about the guy, but, like, I also don't buy into the we need a heart and soul guy who's studied this playbook since he's been fourth grade on, on my defense. Like, I want I want raw talent on my defense. I want people to fly to the football. I want them to play like they did before Greg Schiano showed up. That's Are you – so what is Tanner McAllister in your mind then? Because I don't, I don't really view him. Coach on the field? He was like a pretty solid player at Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'm not saying he sucks. I'm just saying like as a result of like like I don't know if he'd be Ohio State's starting uh a starting defensive back on Ohio State's defense if like his former coach didn't come here. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I, well, yeah, I think that's definitely true, but I think from a talent standpoint, he's probably up to stuff. Maybe I don't know, maybe he's not. Um, maybe he is like, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm just based on generalities of like what I assumed was the case when they brought him in. You've got a bunch of very young, talented players in the defensive backfield. You're have a new system of with a coach that, you know, you know, it takes years to install. What do you do if you're Ohio state and you need to plug somebody in, go get the most experienced, uh, understanding player of that, of that thing and put him in the middle of the thing and, and, and put him in the middle of the defense and hope that his, his knowledge and experience is contagious to some of the younger guys who's going to inevitably have to play behind him. And it's like, if you want to draft for that, that's fine. But I'm trying to draft the, the sexiest, best roster I can. And I don't know if that falls in line with my philosophy. I also shouldn't be telling you if I'm not taking somebody in the middle of a draft, but hey, we're trying. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at my team right now, and I think you already lost. I think it's quite possible I already lost. We'll yeah. see. Because uh... like, I have players that I thought I would never have. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't the, know. The, yeah, well, the 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 thing about it is, like, in my mind, I'm like, whatever, I'm fine. Like, I like this guy. I like these guys. Yeah, I like these guys who have never played a down of college football. Who I think are going to be good. But it's like also too. It's uh, how do you view? And like, I honestly can't remember who's on campus and who's not from last year's class because like I don't have that list in front of me. But like, if I wanted to take a guy like Caleb Burton, I mean, wouldn't that be sexier than putting? Cam Babb in there? I mean, no. I you don't think that'd be sexier if Cam Babb? Cam Babb, I get has had very serious knee injuries, so like I understand that that impacts the perception of him. But if we're basing it off of what you your your gospel, which is the recruiting rankings, Cam Babb is better. <laughs> so, well, if you paid close attention to what happened to to Caleb Burton during his career, you'd understand why he's not. He was a five star player that. Yeah, but Cam Babb fell because he got hurt in high school too, didn't he? 
And he still was top 100. The guy's got hurt every spring since his high school year. How could you put him in your lineup and, and get votes? No, that's fine. If you want to operate that way, that's fine. But I'm saying... I'm saying I could take Caleb Burton in the second to last round and it'd be just as good as taking Cam Babb in three rounds from now. I think that's probably right. Caleb Burton would also not be the freshman receiver I would take who is available to draft. Just saying. You, I know who you would be taking. Because you're a big in and out guy. Yeah. Like the mountains? Like the cactuses? That's right. Okay. Um, so I'm up. That was pick 17, right? You just picked Josh Proctor? Yeah. So this is pick 18? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I'm looking at Ohio State's depth chart at linebacker, and I would take e- – I'm not going to draft a linebacker. There just doesn't you, seem like there's – you, well, you can just take all three, and then I'll just take the leftover three, and I'll put them on the field, and there will be no intent – there's no difference. I think there's – I mean, I guess if you want steel chambers – I want steel like chambers. I, I'm going to take steel chambers. Okay. I had a feeling you were going to take linebacker because it was the only position we haven't taken yet. It's like, go ahead. It's like, I'll take the other running back that used to play or other linebacker that used to play running back. I think there is a difference with steel chambers compared to. The yeah, he's one. really good. I mean, he, he, he flies the ball. I like the way he plays. He's the closest thing to playing the linebacker position the way that I think it should be played that I've seen in a few years. I also like his attitude. Like I just like talking to court to steel chambers, like during interviews, whenever he spoke like last week, uh, someone was like, do you feel like the opposing offense well, will not have you guys figured out as, as easily this year? And he's like, yeah, because we run more than two plays. <laughs> I was like, all right, man. Damn right. That's what everybody thinks. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you're the guts to say it out loud. Good for oh, you. Wow. Uh, I should have taken him then. <laughs> okay. Well, then I'm going to go ahead and just take Julian Fleming because I want another playmaker that is in the starting lineup. Your second wide receiver. And I, I think that now I don't have to take a, a, run, uh, a receiver until – um, the last or second to last pick. Yeah, the guys at receiver, Jaden Ballard, I think is the next best player. Yeah, on, Ballard, on Bab, yeah, Burton, Keon Grease, yeah, are the remaining guys there. But the, I don't know if it's going to become a six man rotation, I, I, or like a true six man rotation. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think six could play somewhat regularly. If you if you took the uh, crystal ball out there. And you said, who are going to be Ohio State's top four receivers receptions-wise? Who would they be? Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr., and Mecca Ibuka. Probably Fleming, but I think you could make a case for Ballard if you wanted to. But I, I would pick Ballard's him. a stud, dude. I like Ballard. He gets overlooked a lot because of the class he came in with and the talent they have on the Wasn't roster. Wasn't he a top 100 player, though? He was also a top 100 player. He yeah. is like a certified burner. He's super fast. And, like, I don't know how much stock people put in these kind of things, but when you ask, like, hey, who catches your eye to coaches or players, offense and defense, Jaden Ballard's name goes up a whole lot. So, I don't know. I think I probably would have picked Fleming ahead of him, too, like you did. but It was a safe pick. It was It was the safe thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, back to me. Um, <laughs> offensive line is making me really nervous, even though we're past the five. So I'm going to pick who I think is the next best lineman. And I have no idea who to pick. That's why I haven't done it. I'm I don't. Pick I, the I, next, I don't. Next best guy, assuming everyone's healthy, and that's Josh Fryer. Okay. I didn't know who to pick. And I'm going to put him at, at uh, right tackle opposite my left tackle, Paris Johnson. Okay. So am I screwed at right tackle then? 
your options at tackle are not tremendous. Like, is Ben Chrisman the only player I can put in there? No. Uh, ben, Cause, you could cause put him there. Enoch Vamahi's like 100% guard, right? Yeah, but he played tackle last year. Um, Zen Mahowski's a tackle. So yeah, but Zen Mahowski's like a three-star freshman. He is in his second year in the program. He's a three-star freshman. He was a four-star prospect. So he's a he's he he's got a, that he's Buckeye a, bump at the end. He's a three-star freshman in the sense that he's a four-star sophomore. But <laughs> other than that, no. But you know what? You know what a three-star freshman is when it comes to to offensive line at Ohio State. Billy Price. No, I'm not saying four. they're not going to be good, but star. I'm saying like it's like we're two years too early for this guy. Like if I have, he's gonna he's gonna knock McCord's head off. You are you're probably uh, I think you're a year early on on Zen maybe maybe two, but also you don't have another choice. <laughs> like this is who, this is who they have. I might am I allowed to move Donovan Jackson to tackle? Uh huh. Okay, I think I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna move Donovan Jackson to tackle, and I'm gonna take Enoch Vamahi and put him at my right guard spot. That's pretty good. That's what I would have done. Okay. I always am relieved that if that's what you would have done at the offensive line position, then I think I did. Because I can't, I have to have two tackles protecting my quarterback. And like, I don't know. Donovan Jackson's a stud and he's an amazing guard, but I think that like he is a better tackle than the backup tackles. I think he is their next tackle. Like, if it, if they need, if I suppose it could be Josh Fryer because I think he'll be healthy enough to, to be that guy in the spring. But I think if something happened, if Paris Johnson Jr. or Dewan Jones got abducted by aliens and Ohio State needed a new I love that that's become your default disappearance. Yeah. Like, what would be another one? If uh, another one falls into quicksand, then, yeah. like, or is that too morbid? If they get if they Because abducted sniped. by aliens is, like, scary, but, like, also nothing bad happened yet. I don't know. I mean, they make yeah. horror movies out about that. I don't know. It could just be a good time hanging out with aliens, play video games. If one of, uh, yeah, if Zen Mikowski and Josh Fryer uh, decided to go Gone Girl, then, <laughs> what, what, like, what could you say? <laughs> uh, finish yeah. your thought. I'm sorry. I got excited. He's the next, he's the next tackle. So I think yeah. that's, I'm getting my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting destroyed at every turn. I don't know how this happens. You know what your me. problem is? Your problem is, is that problems. you you have no, but you do this all the time with everything, um, and I think you have learned it from Doug, but and maybe not, maybe it's just your personality. I think that you are so smart and know so much shit that you analyze things so much that like what comes out of the computer is like, <laughs> it's not what, it's not what it's supposed to be because you've overanalyzed it. Is that per- fair? Paralysis by analysis. Yeah, yeah, like, and I know there's like a saying for it, but I feel like it's like you're the Theranos blood test machine. In theory, it's going to be great. <laughs> In theory, it's going to be great, but it just doesn't work. Because um, <laughs> like you know more about the actual ins and outs of every single player on this roster than I do. You're there every day, but like I just like think about things like a fan would, and I think that that helps me sometimes. Okay. I think you're right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to break that mold with this next pick. Yeah, just be sexy, man. Just like fuck it. <laughs> I mean, like. Okay, I'm picking CJ Hicks. Okay, I love that about you. <laughs> and where are you gonna play him? A safety spot? What safety spot? No, I'm gonna play him a linebacker next to Seal Chambers. Oh, you're allowed to do that now? We're He's, doing that. CJ Hicks is a linebacker. 
Dude, I said he was a linebacker on the podcast last week, and you told me he was a defensive back. I did not say that about CJ Yes, Hicks. you did. I'm going to go play it back. I'm like, and I was surprised by it, and I felt like an asshole for saying that. About CJ Hicks? I don't know. I think we, have, we, got our, we got our wires tied on a podcast a few weeks ago. If you remember this, message us. Because I said CJ Hicks would be a starting linebacker right now, and you're like, well, he's no, 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 like, no. What the you hell said, are you talking you said, about? I think it was Sonny Styles. Oh, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, it was Sonny. Sonny Styles and CJ Hicks were the same person in my head for further clarification of how I fucked that up in the last episode. Because <laughs> like, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, Sonny Styles is a safety. Okay. That, that if yeah, CJ Hicks is a, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. If Sonny now, were okay. part of this exercise, I think you could play him as a linebacker, but he's not. That's he's, the confusion. It's my fault. But I thought, when I, sometimes when I look at players, they are the same player in my head. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah, and also they're like two like local five star prospects. Yes. Really excited about. Yeah, so I get that. But okay. uh, CJ Hicks is if the depth chart came out tomorrow, he would not be listed as a starter. But he's a five star prospect. I am not super enamored with anything they have coming back at linebacker. Maybe like other than Steel Chambers. That is such an re pick. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thanks, man. Feel good yeah. about it. And speaking of an re pick, I'm going to take Sonny Styles and put him in my secondary. <laughs> <laughs> it's against the rules. Is it? He's not here. Oh, it's against the rules. Shit. God, you and your freaking rules, man. This is the 23rd pick of the draft. I thought I was going to do something there. Um, You know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take Michael Hall as a defensive, line, a defensive tackle. That's a good pick. I was, I was unsure of what to do with the remaining tackles. Because I Mike Hall has not played a ton. He was a late enrollee. Did not get here till last June. But I also think he was like underranked and overlooked in the recruiting process because of the class he came in with. And for whatever reason, like he should have been higher than I think where he, he was still like a top sixty player. But I think he's is his upside is better than that. Yeah. Also, I picked it at a position that's very hard to excel at uh, very early, so I can understand if somebody would not like that pick. But I don't know what to do with the two interior defensive linemen that they have. And, like, I've let go of Teron Vincent being a five-star projector. And Jerron Cage is a solid player, but not somebody who's going to get me votes. So I I just try to do something cute. I I like it. He he can... He's versatile. I think he can play either spot. He's playing more nose right now, but I think he could definitely play three-tech if you wanted him to. Um has pass rush from the inside, is really strong, even though he's not built like a prototypical nose guard. I think he has the strength of one. So I like him a lot. I actually considered picking him ahead of Tyleek Williams, but I took Tyleek Williams because he's a 330-pound freak who is an excellent mm-hmm. pass rusher. So I like that that profile a little bit more. But, yeah, like I, I'm with I'm with you with, with, with the rest of that position. Like I don't see a ton of separation there. So it's like I don't know if I get to Ron Vincent or Jerron Cage. I don't know if I feel some type of way about either of those. I think I'm okay either way. Okay. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to me. Going back to our Tanner McAllister conversation. I think I probably think a little bit more highly of him than you do. But now I feel like an asshole because I think that like people are going to be like, I think he sucks. And I don't. I I don't. I I don't think that. I just don't buy into in an imaginary draft the importance of being a on the field leader. So what I'm going to do trying to pick the best individual player. I'm going to make a pick that more or less forces you to take Tanner McAllister. And I'm going to take Cameron Martinez. That's that I'm forced. I can't play anybody out of position. I can't go uh, court Williams and Marcus hooker. If you want to have Marcus hooker instead of Tanner McAllister, that is your prerogative. I would advise you against that. It's not that I want to, but now I can relax on it. Right. I suppose if we're if we're operating under the assumption that we are playing a four two five defense that has a nickel safety slash corner position, I think your options there are limited unless you want to project something onto a younger cornerback, which I guess would be which fair I'm, if, which if you wanted to. we will yeah <laughs> which is what I'm going to do <laughs> a younger cornerback who by the way is not playing that position for Ohio State currently because there's two guys playing nickel it's Tanner McAllister they're freak athletes that'll all work out okay now um, I'm curious to see who you put there because there is a guy who I would put there. Who's not there currently? Who I think might be there long term, but it's probably not the same guy we're thinking of. He's in the transfer portal. Oh no, no, no! Not Legend Cavazos. I was totally kidding. He, okay. Well, Legend Cavazos um, was was in that position. Yeah. Okay. I um. Hmm. I'm really flustered by your CJ Hicks pick. Nice. Because I think that was delicious. Nice. We won one. <laughs> For we won lack one of better round. word. We got to win a one. You round. did no, like that one. That was like I'm kicking your ass in a UFC fight, and then you just kicked me in the shin, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Peter Griffin on the floor right now. <laughs> um. Okay. You know what? I'm just gonna take Taraja Mitchell. Okay. I like his attitude. I like him too, and you know, I I don't I don't think he. I think he would tell you he didn't play particularly well last year. I don't think anybody really feels like he played well last year. He was talking earlier this spring about he had like some personal stuff that was happening off the field that was difficult for him to deal with, and he felt like he carried that too much with him onto the field, and that hindered him a little bit. Now, And he seems like he's in a better place now. What that means for him, I'm not 100% sure, but it's probably something worth taking into account when you think about what he could be this year. So, I think that he is somebody that could outperform his price. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think, too... If it's like you like Steel Chambers, you like the five star prospect and CJ Hicks, and then it's like I don't know, how much do you like trip chip Trianum or do you want to take like Taraja Mitchell or Tommy Eichenberg who have actually played a little bit? Um people are really high on Tommy Eichenberg. I don't need a linebacker, so I'm not I'm not I'm not drafting him, but uh I think he is a starter right now next to Steel Chambers. Um and he had a pretty good Rose Bowl and people seem to be bullish on him like building on top of that. So You don't need a linebacker? I don't need a linebacker. I have two linebackers. Okay, so now heck, my last three picks are already there. 
you have your you we have one spot to fill and you can pick whoever you want from the remainder of that group when the time comes I don't, you don't have to do it now but the remainder of that group is Tommy Eichenberg Chip Tranum Cody Simon EA Noote Ote Reed Carrico Gay Powers my pick that was the 25th pick 26th pick um I feel like we're still like fighting over offensive line a little bit I I only have one more to go. I have two more spots to fill. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you determine who I get. I am going to take uh, Jacob James, who is the number two center, like in spirit, but not in actuality, because I think that's Matthew Jones. And Jacob can play guard or center, so I'm gonna take Jacob. I'm gonna put him at center, and I'll put Matthew Jones back at guard. So I don't even know who that leaves me. Like Ben Christman play guard? Ben Christman can play guard. Okay. Well, I'll have to put that in the bag and wait later. So Your we each, have, lines we each right. have four offensive linemen. Okay. Um, you know what, man? I, I said I wasn't going to do it, but this is a very big uh, value play. I'm going to take Zach Harrison here. Okay. I was like wondering. That, like, I mean, yeah. like, like we're already at almost 30. Is he the 30th best player on the team? Like no, probably not. But that is pick number twenty-seven, so that's yeah. tremendous value. I yeah, I did not grab him because there is another player at end that I was content with getting if I had to get him. And it's like a big time. Who project. is it? I'm not going to be able to take him now. It's, so. it's Mitchell Melton, which is a big time okay. projection. But um, he's another guy who just like every time <laughs> you get a chance to ask somebody like who's caught your eye, who's caught your eye, it's like Mitchell Melton, Mitchell Melton, Mitchell Melton. Um. And I guess he's more of a jack than he is a true defensive end. But I always thought he had pass rush skills. I went to his high school a couple of years ago to talk to him about that. Um, if he would grow into an end, certainly he has a linebacker skill. Um, I just I kind of like what he's bringing to the table. He's got to stay healthy, but I think if he does stay healthy, he's going to make a pretty big impact this year. Did so, you take Cam Martinez, or am I making that up in my head? I did take Cam Martinez. Okay. That so, was going to be my next uh, pick. You, okay. took, you just took – who did you just take? I took Zach Harrison. Losing my mind. You just lost. You just took Zach Harrison. Okay. Um, I feel like there's not much competition. The only spot that neither one of us has taken a guy at yet is tight end. Tight end. Um, I'm not. I'm saving my guy for Mitch Rossi. That guy gets reps, man. That's right. He's a he's a fullback. Um, he's a tight end. I'm gonna go. Who has more career receptions, Cade Stover or Mitch Rossi? That's a great question, actually. I think Kate Stover does. Um, I'm going to go back to offensive line to finish mine out. I'm going to take Zen Mahalski and I'm going to put him at tackle, and I'm going to move Josh Fryer to guard. Okay. So that is pick number 28. Okay, I'm going to take Jaden Ballard. Okay. I think that's a sexy, a sexy receiver core. I like that receiver core a lot. You have you only have one like super established guy, but the super established guy is like the best receiver in the country. So I think you're yeah. My receiver room is called Triple J. That's right. It's well, a the flying J's gas station, <laughs> the gas station competitor to the Monday laundering Browns <laughs> owner. Um, do we still need a tackle? We you need no. Well, you're s- done on the offensive line, right? Or you I'm need defensive done, tackle? I'm defensive tackle. We still need a defensive tackle. Um, I still need a safety. You need two safeties. 
I have a, I have a, a, a hold up with safety because I really like two guys and I'm torn on which one I want. I'm gonna I'm gonna take. You just Cor- take Court Williams. I'm gonna you take love Cor- him. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> take what are we doing here? Like Cor- anybody anybody gonna, gonna listen to Cor- this podcast for five minutes? So Court Court is my is my boundary strong safety. Ronnie Hickman is my free safety. Cameron Martinez is my nickel. So me so like I can just put Tanner McAllister at free safety or nickel. Well, I don't know who would play better in what position. You're gonna have to help me out with that because like I wanted Cam Martinez as my nickel late in the draft, but you got him. So it's like I don't know like what the best alignment would be. Okay. Um, but like I think I'm at the point now where everything that I have remaining to draft is is already written in the stars. So like I don't think we have to gonna go back and forth anymore. The only other position is defensive tackle and well tight okay. tight end tight end a defensive tackle and the rest is kind of fill in the blank. Okay. So Yeah, but like for me, my defensive backfield you're done, right? So I don't have to worry about it. I have the I have two corner spots left to fill and it's like do you want to put Jordan Hancock at nickel or do you want to take Tanner McAllister? I thought you took Jordan Hancock. I did not take any corners yet because I didn't. You took, oh, I took Jordan. Okay, Jordan Hancock, nickel. That's I thought that he's been Hancock gone. At nickel. Okay. That really. You didn't take him. No, because I I don't. I would not take him to play nickel because I don't. I, I guess he could do that, but I don't view him that way. I view him as an outside corner, and like I didn't feel compelled to take him early at outside corner because I was afraid you'd take him and put him in nickel because that's not his actual position. But I think. I think it's within the the parameters of the exercise if you want to do that. Well, I mean, I'm also in a spot in a position where I don't have very much choice. If I were filling out your safety position, I would feel pretty good about having Josh Proctor, Tanner Tanner McAllister, and Kai Stokes. Kai Stokes, who just got a black straight move. Kai Stokes, who. Uh, and just in talking with them, I thought was like the most impressive impressive of the early enrolled true freshmen. I think is going to be on the two deep, um, and I think is going to push for playing time this year. I'm very. And he's from and he's from Florida. So. And he's from Florida. That helps. Yeah. Um. So you do not like you don't like having Hancock on the field. I love having Jordan Hancock on the field. I was going to put him at cornerback, which is his position. But um, wait, let me ask you this though: What if I put Hancock at corner and put Cam Brown at nickel? Don't love. That. Does that make you feel better about that? I guess you can go either way. Cam Brown was the nickel in a different kind of defense two years ago. So I think he could do that if he wanted to. Well, I just want it to look the best. Yeah, I think you can go either way. There's not a whole lot. Cam Brown played two games in nickel and then he got hurt. So like, there's not a, there's not a tremendous yeah. body of work there. Okay. Um, so I think you can go well, either why don't way. You, why don't we finish it out then? Okay. So, um, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to take Teron Vincent at tackle. So you have one more tackle so left. So I have one more tackle left, and I guess I can take Jerron Cage then. Okay, so we're going to give you Cage at tackle. I'll put Mitchell Melton at end for me. Um, it is your pick. We have Neither of us have picked a tight end. Is there a difference between the two that are there? Like is Cade Stover or Joe Roller? Not, like no, like not a, not really. I don't. Well, I don't. I don't really have anything to base it off of. No. Okay. Um, and then you're done at linebacker, and then uh, you're done at free safety, right? I'm done at safety. I'm not done at corner. Okay. So I get J.K. Johnson. Okay, so I'll put Tanner McAllister in my safety, free safety. You're gonna put Tanner McAllister at free safety. 
okay, that's fine. Because if we're getting funky with it, then I'm going to put Cam Martinez as a cornerback, and I'm putting Kai Stokes in my, in my safety group. Let's get weird. If I mean, defensive gonna, back is very interchangeable. So If you're not taking Kai Stokes, I'm taking Kai Stokes all day. So you're on the same page with me with the McAllister shit from earlier then? Because you no, just totally they're like not, they're sped not the right same by posi- him. They're not the same position. Tanner McAllister is a nickel. Kai Stokes is a free safety. Well, then if we're getting funky with it, then I'll put Hancock as a free safety because he's a very athletic human being. Okay, well, I'm going to put uh, Donovan Jackson a quarterback. Let's get I would re- love let's get, to watch that. Let's get, let's get really weird with it. Uh, okay. You need, you need another linebacker and another offensive lineman. Okay, a, my last off. Well, I mean, it's like we're just filling it in now, right? Because it's yeah. back and forth. There's no point. In, There's the, okay. The, yeah. So Ben Chrisman is my left guard. Okay. And my quarterback is Kyle McCord. Okay. My tight end, uh, we can rock, paper, scissors for whoever you want. And then my other linebacker, I think I would take um, um, Tommy Eichenberg. Okay. Wait, who do you think's better, him or EA? Eichenberg. Okay. Um... I need a third receiver. It's hard with Cam Babb because like, he hasn't played, but like everyone talks him up so much. It's like, is he going to be good if he's healthy? I don't want to be the tremendous. The good news is, is that we get to vote for it before we find out the answer to that question. So if you believe, then other people will believe. The, the team seems to believe is the issue, but I don't. I, sometimes I don't know how much stock to put into that. Um, running back... Mine, Evan Pryor, Mine Williams, Evan Pryor, Mine Williams. Mm. Can't even make a decision when you can just have carte blanche on these guys. Yeah. I'll take I'll take Mayan Williams for his physicality, but I like Evan Pryor quite a bit. I don't. That's a I I do that conflicted. Um, and then. Can I I'll, pick whatever tight end I want? I'm going to take Keon Grays. I'm going to make him my Z. Marvin's my X, and Emeka is my slot receiver. I feel pretty good about that. And we each need a tight end. I want Joe Royer's haircut in my lineup. I want Cade Stover with Joe Royer's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> How do we do that? Okay. Uh, I want to take the player that played tight end in high school. Which one's that? Because that doesn't apply to any. The only one that applies to is Bennett Christian. Joe Royer wasn't a high school tight end. He was like more of like a flexed out receiver. Uh, he would then I definitely you, want. I want Joe Royer. He would tell you he played receiver. Okay, you want Joe Royer? I'll take uh, Kate Stover. Even though I really like Bennett Christian, got all linebacker block hands on your on your uh, flanking out. We there. will not be throwing the ball to the tight end. I'll tell you that much. Are you allowed to remove the tight end position from your from your yeah. group and just can add play, Caleb Burton? Can I play with twenty <laughs> personnel and put Evan Pryor on the field with Mayan Williams and not play with the tight end? And then okay, so I'm going to read down my Wilson. list and then you read down your list of your team. Let's do it. Okay, so my quarterback is Kyle McCord. Uh-huh. My running back is Trey Henderson. My left tackle is Dewan Jones. My left guard is Ben Chrisman. My center is Luke Whippler. My right guard is Enoch Vimahi. My right tackle is Donovan frickin' Jackson. My tight end is Joe Royer. My receivers are uh, Jackson Smith, Jigba, Julian Fleming, and Jaden Ballard. So why don't you do offense so they can hear them side by side? Sure. My quarterback is Coleridge Bernard Stroud IV, the best quarterback in college football, future <laughs> Heisman Trophy winner. 
Let's take that into account, please. When Real, trying to figure, really, really bang that drum, buddy. <laughs> figure out who has a better team here. Uh, CJ Stroud's good, everyone. If you didn't know that, <laughs> my running back is Mayan Williams. Uh, my receivers are Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Ibuka, and Keon Gray's future superstar. My tight end is Cade Stover. My offensive line is Paris Johnson Jr. at left tackle. Don't forget, some people compare him to Orlando Pace, and I think that's a very fair thing that everyone should do all the time. Uh, my left guard is Matthew Jones. My center is Jacob James. My right guard is Josh Fryer, and my right tackle is Zenaway Mahalski. You did exactly what you did in regular fantasy. Yes, I did. You, you can't help yourself. <laughs> Your team in three years is going to be freaking loaded. Um, okay, uh, my defensive end uh, defensive ends are Harrison and JT Tuimaloau. Uh, defensive line is uh, defensive tackle. Sorry, is Michael Hall, Jaron Cage. Linebackers are Taraja Mitchell and Tommy Eichenberg. Defensive backs or corners are Denzel Burke and Cam Brown. My nickel is somehow Jordan Hancock. My <laughs> strong safety is Josh Proctor. And my free safety, uh, who is the heart and soul of any defense, <laughs> is Tanner McAllister. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, my defensive ends are Jack Sawyer. He knows Mark Wahlberg, which I think you should take into account when, when just figuring out who's The question is, is, does he get a discount at Wahlburgers? That's a great question. He gets the Mark Wahlberg truck. Does he get the Mark Wahlberg burgers? I'd rather have the burgers. Uh, my defensive ends are Jack Sawyer and Mitchell Melton. My tackles are Tyleek Williams, Baby Jordan Davis, and Teron Vincent. My linebackers are Steel Chambers and CJ Hicks. My safeties are Ronnie Hickman at free safety. Well, actually, I guess it would be Ronnie Hickman at boundary safety, Kai Stokes at free safety. What am I doing here? I have no idea what you're doing. What am I doing with this defense? Okay, 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 okay. Ronnie Hickman at free safety. Court Wayne was a boundary safety. Kai Stokes at nickel, which is, I think, terribly out of position for him, but we're going to put him there anyway because I think he's a dude. J.K. Johnson and Cameron Martinez are cornerback. I was feeling pretty good about my defense until I saw what a mess my secondary was. I didn't realize that as I was putting it together. Do you have your bag near you? My what? Like your work bag? I do, yeah. Okay, I didn't know if you had anywhere to hold this L. <laughs> <laughs> I do. There's plenty of room in there for me to hold this L. Uh, yeah. Well, well, let's see. Let's. I. I think you and I are in agreement that you won. Um, we'll see what the people think. Like, if these two teams played, who would win? Uh. I don't know. I like my quarter. I like my quarterback receiver situation. But you can also just hand the ball to Trevion Henderson behind Dewan and Donovan Jackson and have yourself a day. So probably you. What's the I spread? didn't know I was going to get a better offensive line, but I, I I did it. I think. What's the spread between these two teams? I don't know. You you like your quarterback? I don't know. Every, people always bet on quarterback matchups, so maybe that's all that matters. I think that's right. I think I would take my I'm team. I'm minus six. Money. I would take my team with the money line. I think. Yeah. I think that. Okay. Be, well, that was interesting. Um, I do. I guess, like, before we wrap it up, then maybe we should, like, have some some overall thoughts um, based on where people went and, like, what that might mean. And I know that that might not mean as much as – because we were doing a little gamesmanship, too, taking players that are trying to, like, hurt the other person. Um, but, like, the number one thing that I thought was interesting was that Zach Harrison fell to 27. And I also found it interesting that I think at four or five different positions, we drafted reserves ahead of the current starter. I think Zach Harrison falling is probably wrong. Um, and it's it's partially on me, I think, because in my mind I was content with getting Mitchell Milton and, and like 
honestly, in, kind, in some kind of way, like wanted him just to prove a point that I that I think he's going to be important this year. But Zach Harrison has played a lot of football, and even if he's not been as productive as people think he should have been to this point, um, he is better than the 27th overall player on the roster, which is where we ended up picking him. So um, that's that's probably the wrong read. Like, there. if he were a three-star prospect, would he have been taken at 18? Like, oh, like how much do you think his reputation, yeah, of not reaching what he was supposed to be, hinder him in the value of what we are trying to do in terms of making a sexy enough roster to win the vote? I think that hinders it, and I also just I think the desire to want to see some new faces um, impacts it as well, which is why JT and Jack went before him, well before him. J- JT was fifth, Jack Sawyer was sixth, Zach Harrison was twenty seventh. Like, that's a pretty big gap. Yeah, and like also drafting certain players forces the other person to take that player right after him. Because yep. if you wouldn't have taken Jack Sawyer right after I took JT, I would have taken him. Mm-hmm. I, I was bookend both of those guys. Yeah, it's like there was there's there was some hope on my end that I could have gone back to back with those two, but I I don't think it was possible. Um, and it was that was true at a couple other positions too, I think, but maybe not maybe the most true at at defensive end with those two guys. Um, I don't know, like the offensive line lack of depth, I think is a little jarring when you kind of game it out this way um otherwise like i don't i don't know if if any if i find anything particularly alarming i think the lack of like separation in terms of who you feel really good about as opposed to not at linebacker is perhaps a little concerning um but like corner i don't know i like their safeties a lot i like their corners a lot part of it i guess is trusting the, the new scheme but i don't I don't look at the roster up and down all 22 spots and, and see a whole lot of red flags or, or spots where I think they're going to come up short in terms of the talent they should have. You know what kind of was a little bit interesting to me? You view the receiver room as a room with nine really great players, and maybe that'll be the case eventually. But once you get past the top three or the top two even, it's kind of like, then what? And I'm not saying that that they are not good, I'm saying it's very interesting how uncertain we are about a lot of the talent that's in that room in terms of like production that you could like count on. I think that's right, but I also I th- I I come back to like Brian Hartline's going to have him ready to go, like his yeah. Eye, his and eye I, for I'm not saying, yeah. and I'm not saying it's like also if you have five options, then two are good, then that means you've got four elite level receivers. I'm not saying that they're in a bad position. What I'm saying is, is after you take um. Jackson Smith and Jigba and Marvin Harrison off the board. It's just like, Ugh, who do I go now for like real solid? Like I got Julian Fleming after Emeka Ibuka, and it's like we don't know for sure who's going to be more productive this year. And I find that to be interesting at such a talented and deep room. Mm-hmm. That's all. And I took it's not a criticism. It's a it's a interesting like look at the actual depth and what we can count on. Yeah, I took Emeka Ibuka with the tenth pick, so like I took him pretty high. For I took him, I took him much higher than. His production to this point would suggest you should take him. But I also kind of believe in him that much too. So I was okay with that. Um, yeah, this was fun. I don't know. I think it's a fun, I think it's a more interesting way to kind of run through the roster and talk about some stuff ahead of the spring game. Now, when the spring game comes on Saturday, like <laughs> a lot of these guys, I think, I, I don't think CD Stroud is going to play very much. Um, I don't think Jackson Smith and Jig was going to play very much. Um, like Cam Brown is like on a pitch count. Josh Proctor is not going to play. I don't think Court Williams is going to play because he's got like a little bit of a of an injury thing. Um, so 
it's going to be a lot of young guys, I think, in the spring spring game on Saturday. But I also think that could be fun. So um, it's not going to what you see on Saturday is not going to be, I think, a true indication of where exactly Ohio State is. And it's really it's really never that. But it is fun to watch guys you've never seen play before kind of kind of flash in Ohio Stadium for the first time, even if it is just a scrimmage. So yeah, and I wonder too if you get some of the the uh, freshmen on the list too, how that shakes things up a little bit because Sunny Styles is certainly somebody that you draft. I think when you split it all up, mm-hmm. um, who am I forgetting from the, Hero the players? Hero Kanu, Hero if you wanted to put yeah. him on tackle, Kenyatta Jackson or Omari Abor. Like, yeah, Omari Abor. Um, There's more yeah. offensive linemen coming. Tegra Shabola, um, Carson Hinsman are not here yet. So there's a there's some definite real potential depth pieces on the way here. Um, and Sonny Styles is at the top of that list. Like I think I don't know if Sonny is going to start as a true freshman, but I think if he was available, one of us would have picked him because yeah. he's because he's a freak. So um, yeah, keep that in mind too. I guess as you're watching on Saturday, but uh, I'm excited to watch a secondary against the receivers. Like I want to I want to watch like Jordan Hancock get like 15 reps against Marvin Harrison Jr. and see how that shakes out in the spring game. Mm-hmm. That that's the kind of thing I'm excited to watch. Um, when Ohio State kicks off the ball, or I guess they're probably not even going to kick it off, starts playing football at noon uh, in in Ohio Stadium for the spring game. We'll come back with a show after that. I don't. I don't know if we'll do it that day. We'll probably wait until like early the following week, perhaps, um, to, to kind of talk about what we saw there. Um, it should also be um, a really nice kind of celebration of Dwayne Haskins as well. I don't I don't know exactly what Ohio State has planned, but I'm assuming they'll have quite a bit there to honor Dwayne, um, whether that's like decals on uniforms, but maybe like video tributes and stuff like that too. So um, that'll be a, a nice way to, to, to honor him as, as well on a day that's – you know, it's usually a pretty fun day, the spring game, but obviously it takes on a more somber tone with, with what's going on with, with the passing of Dwayne and people still kind of living through that. So um, curious to see how that plays out for, for Ohio State as well. But uh, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed that. Let us know what you thought of our teams. Don't be too harsh on me. I am but a human, and we all make mistakes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.